When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, it's Craig. Before we get into the show, I would like to ask you to please check out our Patreon page. That is patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Katya and Craig. You will find terrific reward options available, including bonus episodes, secondary bonus episodes that include listener questions. Check out the options for yourself, see which one works for you. And now I'd like to say thank you very much from both of us for all of your support your incredible notes, your messages, everything, the artwork. We're really touched and we're so happy that, you know, we've connected with you. And now, here's the show. A Russian ballerina stomping on a bureaucrat. A perky suburban housewife who's dipping a toe in scat. Skipping a bop, skipping a bop, skipping a bop, 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 bow. It's whimsically volatile. Are we rolling? We are rolling. Oh, we're rolling. Okay. Oh, Craig. Yes, Katya. I have a challenge for ye. Oh, well, you know, I do love a challenge, just like I like a fun fact. Okay, well, the challenge is this. You have to listen to me sing. Okay. Are you ready? I accept with trepidation. (laughs) Why are you laughing? No, no, because you seem so uh, excited. Okay. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing near you. Okay. This is very serious business. Yes. Oh. Is this a religious number that you're doing? or <laughs> It's spiritual in nature. Did I tell you? About, I told you about the, the whimpering hooker, right? No, you did not tell me oh, about the whimpering hooker. Up. No, tell me about the whimpering okay. hooker. The whimpering hooker, her name was Emily. Mm-hmm. She was a ghostly... Hooking woman, yeah, uh, down at Jock's Cabaret. Okay, okay, and her her name was Emily, and she would she was uh, banned from the bar because mm-hmm. um, a trick or a patron, yeah, um, felt up on her. Okay, hold I on, think, wait, wait, wait Oh, oh, are you? Oh, he's pissing onto my lap. He's pissing onto my lap. And it's nice that the mics pick all that up, isn't it? They're very it sensitive, and delicate. Can you, can you uh, listeners at home, can you enjoy the aroma? He had asparagus for lunch. <laughs> yeah, so you have Katya with the ham pee, and now this is the asparagus pee, so you yeah. have a nice Sunday brunch. Sunday brunch, I have a, a lap full of pee right now, <laughs> and it's just curdling. It's well, just it helps. Curdling. It helps make the podcasting a little bit easier. It's more relaxing. It also softens the denim of my new jeans. That's right. You know, <laughs> new denim can be difficult to deal with. Oh, it's it, new denim is like a, a, a coat of uh, a coat, a suit of armor. <laughs> it's like a, a code. It's it, like a code. It's actually. a code. It's a suit of armor. And um, new denim, a suite actually, a suite, a suite, a suite ar- of armor. Armor, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so back to Emily, the whimpering so, hooker. So she now was that my my, my pool puddle has softened yeah. my jeans, again, I'm, I'm ready to continue. Good, I'm glad because, <laughs> and also this is another reason why it's good to have a leather couch. Yes, and it's good to have plastic wrap over it, like you do now. Sure. Well, we have plastic wrap over everything, including us right now, right? Or we're we, not supposed to say that. We're not supposed to say that. That gives okay, away well, the ghost. I'll uh, cut that out. Okay, so. Emily, the whimpering hooker. So 
she uh i think i've told this story before maybe on another show um and how uh, dare you i know how dare you repeat yourself you worthless I, cunt no you, how dare you give your content to other shows oh that's right i'm a slut of info which is leaking information from every orifice that <laughs> that info slut um so she was banned from the bar yeah uh, kicked out of the bar because I believe uh, a trick had felt up on her. Okay, and she and she uh, hit him, mm-hmm. and, and she was uh, violent towards him. Which you know, hey, listen. So she got to defend yourself. You got to def- absolutely you did. And she would come. Um, it was really interesting. She would come into the bar dressed like with a, with a headscarf on. Mm-hmm. And she would go into the bathroom, the ladies' room, and then she would emerge with her her hair all done up and looking very sassy. Sessie. So this is Sessie her dressing room. In, in yeah, and I believe she came from out of town. She would. I, some people say that she took the commuter rail. Oh, the commuter rail. The commuter so she rail. was a commuter. She was a commuter. She came in and she used to stand by the bar with her back to the bar and just look very. Um, some might call suspicious. Mm-hmm. I would say interesting and fascinating and almost regal. So alluring. Alluring uh, is exactly the word. She yeah. was alluring. Yeah. She was provocative. The but she was silent. Yeah. So anyways, so but then then she kind of went a little cuckoo bananas. Okay. Because uh she would position herself across right uh Katie corner from the bar at the fire hydrant mostly and would wait for um gentlemen to come approach her. Okay. Yeah. But she would get into the car and the legend has it that they were looking for a lady with a secret toolbox, right? Sure, but sure. But that her toolbox was uh, somehow rearranged. Oh, okay. Right. And we, we don't really know because it's none of our beeswax. Sure, but, but it was somewhere in between. It was somewhere in between. It was somewhere in between the M to the F kind of variety. Sure, sure. It was a, it was a nebulous, mysterious box that we did not know the Mis- contents of. Sure. Okay. I actually believe that she pissed at me once. Okay, so now I know who you're talking about because yeah. I yeah. remember walking by her a few times yes. on the way to Jacques. Yes. There would be strange noises coming out of her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's where that's from. Yeah. Yeah. That's her. Yeah. That's from Emily. Sorry, I picked Didn't my nose. she throw piss at someone? I or think, feces? I, I don't think she threw feces. Okay. But um, she terrorized the bar. Yeah. And she would. Um, She'd be lurking outside. She would always lurk. Yeah. She would lurk because there was the stroll. And there was another wonderful um, uh, working girl called Rochelle who I became friends with. She was a really nice woman. But with Emily, there was... I remember something else happening with her. Well, uh, there it became a beef with the bar, and they would antagonize. Oh, when you have a bar beef, a bar beef is a tough beef. That's a very tough beef. It's a wet beef. Yeah, (laughs) it's disgusting. It's wet. It's grisly. Yeah, there's a lot of gristle on that beef. (laughs) That's disgusting. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, A wet grisly beef. You are rotted. <laughs> you are rotted. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. So, so they were chewing back this wet, grisly beef. <laughs> <laughs> and Emily, she would antagonize um, owners of the bar. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. She would antagonize the patrons. Sorry. She would no. She would antagonize employees of the oh, bar. Sure. Because she'd been barred from the bar. She barred from the bar. Yeah. And then she would heckle the customers and going in there, and she would say. She would uh, warn them, don't right. go in there for whatever reason. I think that's one of the things I heard. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember distinctly crossing the street thinking, let's get away from her yeah. right now. She's, You know, funny enough, she never attacked me. Mm-hmm. She never attacked me. And I was always outside. Yeah. And, and you I lived was, above. I lived so. above. So I was always looking. Sometimes I'd be outside like waiting for a trick or just kind of, um, <laughs> just kind of, um, 
you know, uh, uh, putting my pussy in the wind, <laughs> as it were, putting my pussy in the wind. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? One time, Attila the Trash Man and I were. Um, oh yeah. So remember, you know, remember. Oh, of course, everyone's okay, familiar yeah. with Attila's work. So um, <laughs> he, we, he, um, he, and I were canoodling ah. by the dumpster. You always were one for romance. <laughs> I know. By the by the well, the, to be honest, the, the, to be fair, the parking lot was right by the dumpster, so we sure. were in the middle of the parking lot. And they came and checked his. Uh, the police came. Really? Yes, the police came. Uh, they saw the idling trash truck. Oh yeah. And then they saw me. And, they and you were in full I'm, drags. I was in full drags uh-huh. after a show. By the way, sure, thank you sure. very much, Barbara. Please. And that area is rather uptight after that time. Oh, the night. the police are constantly circling. We were having a romantic moment. And they interrupted. They interrupted and they checked his ID. They scared the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And they were like, I was like, I live here. I'm a showgirl. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> I grabbed I grabbed Craig's leg. Um, With excitement. One yeah. time I was walking back from Club Cafe. Okay. At two in the morning. Sure. I'll never forget this. And um, I, was, uh, I took the left on Piedmont to walk down to my apartment. I was wiggling. Yeah. I was doing the wiggle. You were doing the full wiggle. I was doing the full wiggle. The full blonde fantasy wiggle just, uh. And how far is it from Club Cafe to Jacques? Um, it's a quarter of a mile. It's, very, okay. it's not very far at all. Yeah. It's just down, you go down uh, uh, Stewart and then you take a right and then you take a left. It's, it's really, it's 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 the short wiggle. But at the two in the morning can be dangerous for a woman. So, <laughs> yes. So <laughs> vulnerable. Um, so the cops roll up on me. Yeah. And I got my little purse yeah. And I got my little click clack shoes on, and um, they and they're like, "Hey, what you doing?" And I was like, "I'm just walking home. Don't worry, I'm not a hooker. I'm a showgirl." <laughs> but do you know what the do you know what they fired back with me? What they said? Oh, it's okay. You're too pretty to be one of them. Oh, isn't see? that funny? That's good. Another dig at the hooker, the hooker girls. Yeah, but so I mean, good for you in that situation. Well, I think what they were implying is that my my um, that was so I was so beautiful and glamorous. Oh, that there's sh- no possible way I could be a crack smoking streetwalker. <laughs> ex- yes, exactly. Right. But right. they really did say that to me. Wow. Yeah, white girl problems. Did you uh, have now, a lot of interactions with cops like that in well, uh, in and around the area? Yeah. Yeah. I fucked some. Yeah. Uh, I told you about the guy, the canine cop. Yeah, um, with the little weenie, and who, then um, uh, kept his pants on. Kept his pants on. He unzipped. Unzip. He unzipped. He unzipped and put his. There's nothing more unattractive than a man who keeps his gun on him, lays back and man spreads. Oh, and then unzips his just his zipper, just enough to peek out, just enough to peek out, and then his pubic hairs came out too, and Oof. that is just rotten. Mm-hmm. It's just rotten. Do you prefer no pubic hair? No, I don't care. But it's like it, it's it's just it's the scene. It's the it's scene. the overall. That is not a hot scene. Yeah, the, with the with the two inch weenie. I mean, it was longer than two inches, maybe four. Uh-huh. But whatever. Um, also. Who's in terms counting? of presentation, if you're not that yeah. well endowed, maybe don't take the whole pants yeah, off. Exactly, take the whole pants off. You got to take the whole pants off. Anyways, so Emily, getting back to the, yeah, the yeah. Hooker, I may have hallucinated that she pissed at me. <laughs> um, I remember at the time you saying something about her I've flinging her, something at you. But um, I, it's all a blur. I I do remember her. She would change clothes, so mm-hmm. she was um she would uh, do like 
little mini dresses, like really pretty. Because she had a beautiful body and a great face. Mm-hmm. She was very beautiful. Mm-hmm. I and I sometimes I wonder, like some of the girls and I have like uh, wondered if I'm actually her. If, <laughs> if it was, if I hallucinated the whole thing, if it was like a split personality thing, and the, I was her the whole time. If like Fight Club, you yeah, were in out the, in the street, and yeah. you're like, can you believe that lady yeah. out in the street? Yeah, she's the Taylor Darden, and of yeah, course she was barred from the bar because you were the same person. So I how could they be there at the same time? Exactly, exactly. But I would always, what I would always have my window open and I could hear what kind of shitranigans she was getting up to down mm-hmm. below. Yeah. And um one of the best things was that she would um she would uh yell at uh the, one of the door guys whose name was Lars. He was from Sweden. I remember and, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather yeah. gruff. Rather gruff. Blonde and gruff. He yeah. didn't take a lot of bullshit, you know. He, he would very he would get into it with the the patrons of the bar frequently and mm-hmm. of course the management which was surly and irascible um but she would say leaf erickson where's your scandinavian passport <laughs> like what, what the, the hell? fuck right and then she was so fond of um calling out uh, one of the bartenders she was mm-hmm. saying bobby's a pedophile bobby's a pedophile uh-huh bobby's a pedophile yeah she was doing her act all day. It was full tilt melodrama, psychodrama out there the whole time. And, um, and she had a strut, too. She had yeah. a very proud strut. So I never saw her in motion. I only saw her okay. locked in one spot yeah. across the street. Yeah. Yeah. The best the best one, I was I got a front row seat to this one. Yeah. I was I had a stoop. I was always on my stoop smoking, just you know, being being myself. Mm-hmm. Just being myself. <laughs> and a, a car rolled up. They were going to employ her service. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Consulting. Yeah. Yeah. Consulting firm. Yeah. Yeah. She gets in the car, but let me tell you what the car's uh, cleanliness standards were not up to snuff for her. Sure. She took a very long moment to single hand, like take all the trash and empty it out in the middle of the street. (laughs) It was like, I think I took a picture of it on my Twitter back in the day too. Um, It was like, cartons of cigarettes mm-hmm. five outer energies it was just like a, a a you know a ruffian 22 year old kid's car yeah emptied the whole passenger seat floor out onto the middle of the street and then got in and they drove away but then later that night i yeah. saw her get out of a car uh-huh and she turned this car stereo up to a like <laughs> and then she started screaming rape, rape oh my god rape and, and then he, he turned it down she turned it back up screamed rape, rape. i mean it was insane wow that's quite a scene but going what on. often happened with her is yeah it was a total scene what often what we noticed is that she'd get into a car and then they'd circle right back and let her out huh so the the mythology there was yeah. that she was hired for a service that she was either unwilling or incapable of providing. Sure. Well, also, could she have been buying drugs? What? Could she have been buying drugs from the people? I really don't think so. I was curious because, you know, the whole get in the car, the drive around the block thing. Oh, no. this was She was all doing car gigs. I see. I these see. These car gigs. These are hand jobs, blow jobs. You gotcha. Yeah, yeah, car yeah. Car yeah. gigs and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, and I talked to... Um, I didn't mean exclusively buying drugs. I just meant in those moments. No, when she because would... what we noticed was there was always like... A, it seemed like... It seemed to the observer anyways that she was... Um, they were like, get out. Yeah, gotcha. It was like, right. we don't... You know, it was like, no, no, okay, this is not happening. This is yeah, not happening. This was a, Thanks very much, yeah, lady. But yeah, get out of my car. Yeah, you're not you know, what I wanted. You're yeah. not what I wanted. Exactly. Yeah. The drive through window is closed. Sure. Yeah. I befriended another street walking hoe. Mm-hmm. She... Uh, was a heroin addict and she was um uh a sweet 
sweet trans girl, you know, yeah. like just lost. And um, I remember there was a blizzard. I uh, and she was trying to get sober. I took her to um, an, uh, a meeting, a recovery meeting downtown, uh, down the street, and uh, we had a great meeting. Then a bunch of us from the meeting went out to eat in in the snowstorm, and um, she uh, she stole all the money. When we, the when the bill came, oh, uh-huh. she went offered. She was like, she went up with the cash to go pay, and she just bounced and left you there. Left me there. That's not a fun feeling. It was rotten. And then I think at one point I had to, I almost let her scam me. I have this like, like I told you, I'm Pollyanna, <laughs> so I just believe people. Yeah. I think she tried. She tried to scam me. I think two more times Yeah, with them. She's like, I can go get you some Adderall or whatever. And I was like, honey, it's just, you know, uh, there's a limit to my stupidity. You know, <laughs> right. There's a limit to my stupidity. Yeah. So um, basically she was trying to get you to give the money, give the money and yeah, then never like, show up. Yeah, with yeah, stuff, yeah. But Which I do repeat business. With I, you, yeah. I have, if I can count like there, there are countless times that I have been swindled, bamboozled and hoodwinked when yeah. it comes to buying drugs. Uh-huh. Um, so thank God those days are over. Well, it's an um, easy, uh, get for the swindler because oh, yeah. the person's either desperate. in need or desperate. desperate. Yeah. They have the desire overwhelms any logical. Yeah. Reasoning. Yeah. And it was, oh my gosh. I remember like the, one of the best things about not having that particular burden is I remember the, the horror and the drama of like, I remember shaking my fists into the air like, why can't I get a reliable drug dealer? <laughs> oh my God. I was like, what have I done? It was like, what have I done to deserve this? Yeah. I know what I want. I have the money. Yeah. Why can't someone just give me what I desire? Right. It was Craig. It was crazy. Yeah. Here's a sad story. Okay. It was New Year's Eve. Yeah. I had, um, I had this fat Santa Claus, like uh meth dealer. Uh, uh-huh. okay. And he was a mess. He was a mess. He would, I remember he had like fibromyalgia. Yeah. He had all these joint problems and like he would always have these like hospital dramas and like with the doctor dramas. Yeah. And he, you know, he would come over like he would get, come up the stairs like very laboredly just like, Oh, oh, he was big and fat. And, um, and you know, he was like talking about his, his doctors are trying to get to the bottom of this. I was like, you know, do, do you ever think that, smoking an eight ball a method day might have something to do with all this stuff yeah. i don't know i mean hey like i'm just, it's just a thought it's, it's just, just a thought. thought i'm not yeah. a doctor i'm not a doctor yeah. i'm not a medical professional but you know if you having all of these like like decrepit problems decrepit problems and like diagnoses like fibromyalgia there's like chronic pain and yeah like, it's like, yeah it's like have you ever considered that like you know, the fact that you need to smoke a gram of meth just to get out of bed in the morning is Oof. maybe kind of yeah. anyways. So, You're not letting yourself heal. Yeah. 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 It's like, um, yeah. <laughs> burning the candle at all ends. Yeah. yeah. It's like you're and, not even burning the candle at both ends. You're just throwing it into the fireplace. Right. Yeah. And he was overweight, and, overweight, which is not a judgment or anything. It's just that at, you add those factors together. Yeah. You know, the kind of brutality you do to your system by yeah. doing that kind of heavy drug use and being overweight. And being older as well. Yeah, this guy was in his fifties. So yeah, your system is crying at that point. Your system is like is like control alt delete. Yeah, 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 if you're eating too many ice cream sandwiches that in that situation you're going to have some problems. So much less a gram of meth to get out of bed. Yeah, he was the most reliable drug dealer I had, Uh and I was like, oh my god! I remember this is this this is this one of the saddest like parts of being really addicted. Mm -hmm. 
is I uh, outside of the, we're not going to talk about the cheerful parts right now the happy go lucky oh, parts are but, you uh, kidding I mean I've got volumes <laughs> of cheerful stories about anybody want to try Matt just kidding that's the um, next yeah, one yeah. yeah 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 stay tuned for the, <laughs> the cheerful the, the, the yeah. 1.5 days I have of me- yeah the, the 1.5 hours of cheerful memories I have <laughs> doing, <laughs> doing drugs um, so you know, but so all uh, New Year's Eve um, I I did a show and I waited. He was always, he was going to come. This is the people who know dealers. This, this is the familiar story, especially with, with like meth and Coke dealers. It's mm-hmm. like 7 PM. I get a text. I'm on my way. <laughs> 8 PM. I'm almost there. <laughs> 9 PM. Leaving the house in a minute. Oh my God. 10 PM. Sorry. Something happened. I'm almost there. 11. Wow. I stayed, but this is, this is, I was like, okay, okay, fine. Sure. Sure. Yeah. This is the extent of the desperate, pathetic, horrible name. I stayed glued to the phone for 24 hours. Oh, no. 24 hours. I had the phone in my hand as I was in bed yeah. just in case. I would send a text every hour. Hey, are you leaving? It was so pathetic and so sad. What's well, the Velvet Underground song? I'm waiting for the man. Waiting or for waiting the man. Or waiting for my man, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just waiting. And I've, I can't tell you how many times I used to buy drugs through the mail Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's just crazy. Um, Through the mail, that's kind of risky, right? Oh yeah. I mean, it's risky anyway, but I'm it's saying, super risky. Yeah. But I mean, receiving receiving packages of like an eight ball of crystal meth in the in the in the post parcel post, uh, especially because it was always express. A, it was always express. Oh. <laughs> it was paid for extra. But he would send it to me in now hand. now. Yeah, I needed it yesterday. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, they would send it from Massachusetts to California. And express, and it would always be in a Wait, from oh from us to I here. To okay, buy, it's like so ridiculous. I was okay. like, I had a dealer in Massachusetts. So I, I was see. Like, okay. I gotta get. I I gotta use my guy. Sure, you know, I got a good guy <laughs> over there. Meanwhile, he would charge me like five times the amount. Ooh, wow, and I was just like, I don't care. Yeah, it's gonna come. I was just so you know, you're just so crazy, well, you're desperate, twisted up, and, twisted and up, addicted, and, addicted and all that, all that stuff. stuff. Yeah, logic takes a not just a backseat. It just logic takes a vacation. becomes irrelevant. And, and yeah, a yeah, nuisance yeah. a nuisance um but yeah he used to send me through the mail in these uh porno dvds um and sometimes he would hide it other t- like towards the end he was just like he didn't even try to cover it up um but yeah anyways uh so oh i have a good oh shit i thought it was it'll, come, oh, back. Come, it'll, it'll come, come back it'll come back uh, yeah, there you go. go um yeah, Emily, I, I I just I have such fun, wonderful memories of her. I wonder what she's I up to these her. days. Well, unfortunately, yeah. the um there was a legal drama. Oh really? Because one of the employees of the bar uh tried to throw a bucket of water on her. The manager of the bar, um, Chris, was like uh she was mostly diplomatic because she was just like she gets where she's coming from you know yeah she knows that that person's in a sort of world of hurt and they're not trying to complicate the Jacques life however I can imagine also the frustration with the difficulties that Jacques has anyway staying open right exactly Uh, nuisance to the neighborhood yeah Yeah. exactly and so nuisance to the neighborhood and uh, people who want Jacques out of there would seize on that probably and say you see the kind of element that this place attracts even though it's not, there's no real correlation. Chris would say something and then Emily would go, platitudes, 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 Chris, platitudes. And she was obviously very well educated. Sure. And I mean, Lee Unpredictable Erickson, too. 
I, I, that's why I really identify with her. She was blonde, well-educated, unpredictable, loud, sexy. Maybe she has a podcast now. Oh my God. She probably has, she's probably uh, doing better than Mark Maron. (laughs) Platitudes with Emily. (laughs) Yeah. But then they did. Yeah. It was, she was just so crazy. So so cool. Crazy, sexy, and cool. (laughs) She was very TLC. She's very TLC. You know, I want to mention, since we're talking about Jacques, they have, uh, because in other episodes, we've bemoaned the absence of proper nightlife in Boston. Yeah. But there's a really cool night in Boston, but DJ Brian Halligan, he Mm -hmm. does once a month this tea dance called Sip at Jacques in the basement. Oh, in the basement. Yeah, in the basement, which I've never, I don't think I've ever been in the basement. Are you kidding me? Yeah, seriously. I never, I only went to shows in the top, floor or whatever well the basement at jocks is um notoriously haunted by the ghost of sylvia sydney oh that's right yeah. that's right yeah yeah what were some of the ghosty uh, stories that you heard about with sylvia sydney um just that you that you can feel like a lot of the um like people were scared to go down into the basement like sometimes we were doing the show um we didn't have a bathroom ah. like there was no if you're we're in the back dressing room and the the ladies' room is in the front. That's so right. It's, That's right. The same ladies' the room through. that Emily would have changed in. Exactly. In the same ladies' room that all the bachelorettes are using. And, and also the, saying, this, the only bathroom I would use because the men's bathroom is disgusting. It's disgusting. And, and you let me describe to, why. Oh, please, Sorry to yeah. cut you no, off. No, no, please. So, the, here, so here's the men's bathroom. You open the door and in full view, it's a small box. There's a toilet and a urinal and there's nothing in the way of a divider. Nope. You're, to wash your hands, you would basically be standing next to someone Taking very immediately close to them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. I need privacy. So yeah. I would just use the last stall in the women's room. Yeah. Just go in or the one by the sink. Yeah. The women's room is like a whole different establishment. Yeah. It's actually nice. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's up to par. Yeah. Especially in comparison. You're like, wow, it's amazing in here. Yeah. Yeah. The men's room is like, is like a shitty trough. That's the thing. It's it's terrible. Um, and I think they put ice in the urinals. I remember that. That's right. They do. Yeah. They do. And so I remember walking in there. The stink hit me. And I went, nope, nope. So I, and no, I've done this in other places, too. Uh, I was on this tour once. of uh, I was filling in with this band that was terrible. but uh, And the tour was terrible. But we were at a variety of shitholes in the south and during a heat wave. And I went into this place. And I opened the door to the bathroom. And it was troughs. No urinals, just troughs. And at the end of the troughs, there was this raised platform and a toilet on it. There's no dividers, nothing. Oh, you're kidding. No. So quite honestly, and I wish I had a smartphone back then because I would have taken a photo of it before I ran screaming. Right. So essentially, you can imagine someone sitting on the toilet surveying their kingdom of people peeing at troughs. Now, is this some kind of sexual kinky situation? You know, I don't think so. I mean, perhaps the establishment, this this was somewhere in the South, which is the funny part. You're kidding. I don't know if it was Alabama. I don't know if it was, it might've been Alabama actually. So what I, what I did was I said, nope, nor as Jasmine Masters would say, no, ma'am. And she'd also be like, just as I thought, trash. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So what Mm -hmm. I did was I went out and got the gaffer tape and I went into the women's room and gaffer taped the door shut because... I didn't want anyone walking in. You know, it's also an area I don't know the area so well, so I didn't want someone coming in and freaking out. Oh, so I just gaffer taped the door shut, used the bathroom. taped the door shut? I gaff taped the door shut because I didn't want any kind of problems. What if they freak out that I'm in the women's room or yeah. whatever? This way I could have, you know, deniability or whatever you call it. I could say, oh, I didn't realize it was in there. Yeah. In the wrong room. So, uh, well, I did that in Boston once too at uh, O'Brien's. So O'Brien's is this little shitty bar in alston and the funniest thing about the men's room is no one seems to be aware of this the men's room is right next to the stage 
as you open the door, everyone's in full view. So basically, every time the door opens, you see people peeing at the urinals. Oh, my God. People don't notice that. So I had to use that bathroom once, and I went in and gaffer taped the door. <laughs> you are the bathroom door gaff guy. Yeah, that's me. That's me. Oh, my God. I just, Gaffin. I, yeah. Gaffin. Gaffin. Hello. It's, it's like laughing, but gaffing. Yeah, or uh, you pippin. gaffed yourself in. Yeah, I gaffed myself in. Oh just my because God. I I can't deal with that. I, I refuse to. You are the you are the the gaffer, <laughs> the Boston gaffer. I love that. That's cool. Now that I don't live there anymore, I can reveal that so people don't come after me. Yeah. Yeah. You got a lot of gaff tape in here. There is a roll of gaff tape in here, but I don't really have much use for it. You want to gaff tape me to the ceiling and I'll piss on the couch? Uh, yeah, but after the taping, I okay, think. Okay. Okay. Um. Have you ever peed on yourself and found that erotic? Nope. Nope. <laughs> never have. Not judging anyone who does. No. I'm just saying I never have. Yeah. You know the per- you know the first time I put on a pair of ladies thigh high fishnets, I got a boner. Okay, I could see that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Thigh high fishnets. Yeah. So with a garter and stuff? So they had a lace top. A oh lace, yeah, yeah. A yeah. lace uh, top. They were thigh highs. Sure. And um I, I put them thigh high stocking uh fishnet stockings with a lace top. Gotcha. And I put them on, I looked at myself in the mirror, and I got a boner. Well, that makes sense. Okay. It's a good time, sounds like. <laughs> um, so, wait, wait. What were we just talking about? Uh, bathrooms. But then before, we were talking about Jacques, and I think I interrupted you before you Can were going to Can I talk about else. my shit story? Oh, Did please. I already tell it? We, so there's two things that we have to talk about okay. on this. Your shit story and your Deb talk. Oh, sure. Yeah. <clears throat> well, let's get into your shit story Okay, let's first. get into the shit story. Let's paint a picture. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Let's, Splay it on the I walls. have um I am one of the lucky people who have uh I have a long and sordid storied uh history of using drugs and alcohol, but I, I have somehow avoided a lot of shitting and pissing myself. You got out of that incontinence trap. My incontinence or you avoided it, I avoided it on drugs. Like because but yeah. the incont my incontinence has materialized in a sober way. Well, sure, but you you know, you had something going on that it was yeah. hard to fight it. Yeah, yeah. So I had to take um uh I had to take uh medicine for uh, gonorrhea and I th- I think the the preventive because you weren't sure, right? That's At the time I wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah. And you, then it turned so, out I did have it. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, it turned out I did have from it. From that guy? Yeah, but we can't talk about it. Well, just from that guy, that's all we have to say. Y- yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. Will you cut out the part where I say we can't talk about it? Yes. I think so. Or do it's kind of fun to leave that in. No, because I feel like he's going to get mad. No, but does he even listen to the show? Yeah. Oh, well, well, we're not specifying who he is. Okay. Well, don't feel bad. Do you want to say any of the particulars about that or no? I literally, okay, this is how, this is, I think that, and actually I think Trixie talked about this too. Like, she's like, I sucked one dick in P-Town. I got monster gonorrhea. Okay. And like, this is what happened. Um, I literally put his penis in my mouth for like one second <laughs> like one second but i think i went you know i think i went like way down oh, okay sure i had a large penis it was good um <laughs> and it and it went just like bleh, the and then that was literally it and then the next day he's like oh shit i had some thing going on i got tested. i was like just so you know i was like okay good you know very prompt very nice sure um and then come to find out i my glands swell up later days later yeah uh, I went to get tested and I was, I, you know, because I was showing symptoms and I had been, ex, you know, exposed, exposed. Um, they just gave me the shot and the pills. And then a couple days later, oh my gosh. So I, I took my little antipsychotic sleep medication Yeah, and I, I went to bed. I wasn't feeling super well. 
um, woke up with the most horrifying, horrifying diarrhea all over me Ugh. and on the the sheets yeah yeah on the on the the mattress <laughs> on it was courtney axe mattress too because i'm subletting in her west hollywood apartment now, it, to the point that you might have to replace this mattress well i'll tell you what i did about the mattress later so but can anyways, we get a casper sponsorship here because <laughs> yeah. that's what i'm trying to work well, into i have a king size casper in storage yeah well you might have a second one soon yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> casper are you listening i'm a poor wretch who shot the bed man please have one of your boxes have you shit the bed yeah <laughs> have you stained the mattress so bad that you need replacing well yeah. don't worry casper's got you covered yeah so anyway so, so you wake so up you're covered up. and do you sleep in the nude I, I do not sleep in the nude. Okay. I was wearing boxer briefs, okay. <laughs> and they were covered. They were like well, it was. Yeah. It was. It was filled with fucking <laughs> shitty diarrhea. And I'm talking this fucking shit smelled like the Dickens. <laughs> it smelled. You know, shit smells bad. Right? Shit, shit smells bad. Generally smells shit, bad. But yeah. this smelled evil. Uh huh. It smelled pernicious. Evil. It pernicious and <laughs> sinister. Sin it macabre. Even. <laughs> <laughs> it was just. It was the fruits of the devil. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. fruits of the devil. And it, there was it was um there was all kind of stuffs in there. <laughs> textures. There was textures. It was oh. like, it was almost looked like rotten peat moss kind of. It was diarrhea, but it looked like I had. It, <laughs> Anyways, so I you look like you put some stuff through a shredder, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah a, a mulcher, perhaps. A mul- <laughs> <laughs> it was very, yeah. It was. I felt like it was like Fargo for some reason. I just thought of Fargo. Oh, sure. Anyway, yeah. so I get up and I'm like, oh, gee whiz. But I, I sort of the, the the thing that I noticed about myself is that I experience things like as they're happening in comedy, and then later in horror. Okay. Like, you know how, what would they say? Comedy is tragedy plus time. Yes. My tragedies unfold like a comedy and then I feel tragic about them later. Okay. So, but in the midst of this, you're in laughing at it? In the midst of this, I was just like, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. yeah. It's 3.30 in the morning. I've shit myself again. I get up. I take up, I, I put all the, the, um, the, whatchamacallit. The unmentionables? The, no, the, 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 uh, the sheets. The bed clothes. The yeah, sheets, yeah. the bedding. I just, I, I ball it all up. I throw it all away. I, th- I took off my shitty underpants and, th- <laughs> and then I put them, wrapped them in a thing and then put them over there. And I, I wash my shitty ass in the, in the shower <laughs> and it's everywhere. It's all yeah. over me. It's, it's all over my so ass. Horrible. It's all yeah, over my yeah, thighs. Yeah. Everywhere. It's on my balls. <laughs> it's so <laughs> rotted. And I take my little shower and then I put on a Speedo. I think uh-huh. I put on two Speedos. <laughs> and then I go to the couch. I go back to sleep. Okay. But then. Oh, no. I come um, over here. Yes, to, uh, we're supposed to tape a podcast with Sharon. That's right. And I was, I was, uh, Sharon was had to push it later, and I was just not feeling well. Yeah, I was just not feeling well. And, and we it, had a little discussion too yeah. because you came over, and on the phone, I was worried that you were depressed. I didn't know yeah. what had transpired, yeah. and so I thought, like, what's the matter? Are you all right? And I was like, yeah, come over. And I was chatting with you. you. You let me know, and I was like, well, I guess, I guess we probably shouldn't do it right. today, right? Yeah. 
and Sharon on the phone. And too. I was, yeah, I was on the phone with Sharon. She's like, "Nope, sis, I nope. You're not even paying attention to me. You're, I, you're not yourself." She's so funny. Yeah. She was yeah, yeah. so funny on the phone. She yeah. could, she could totally tell I was out of sorts. Yeah, you sounded off. There's you sounded something very, yeah. very off. And she's like, "I'm not coming on your damn podcast if you're not going to give me any. If you're not going to be at your best." Because right. she loves podcasts. She's yeah. like, she's obsessed and she loves being on them. Um, and she gets nervous. But anyways, so. Um, so I literally, okay, we decided, okay, we'll reschedule, which is such a bummer. And then I, I, I decide we shouldn't even tape. And as I'm walking out of your apartment, I get across the street. I vomit. <laughs> I vomit. And I don't even know what it was. It was like pink, something Ugh. pink. It was, I just, and I was like, oh shit, oh shit. And there's people on the street. Oh, of course. There's people yeah. in their cars. Yeah. Like, and I was just, I puked on somebody's lawn. It was midday. Walk, it was maybe midday, 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Yeah. I'm walking down, puked on somebody's lawn, then puked again on somebody's Ooh. lawn. I have my sweatshirt. I'm trying to like uh, wiping my vomit mouth with uh, with the sweatshirt. Yeah. And this is the this is what I was going through in mind. I hope I don't ruin anybody's day by puking in front of them. <laughs> like there was some guy eating lunch in his car, and I just puked about four or five times. And I'm like, oh god, here we go. So I get to the um, I finally get to Santa Monica. I'm trying to cross the street to go up, and I fart. And oh, no. shit myself. Oh no! I shat in the speedo. Oh, in the double speedo. In the double speedo, I farted and it just—I could just feel it spread. Uh, it was so gross. And the worst part of that is, you still then have to continue walking. I have to walk up a hill after oh, that. God. I had to walk up a hill. You can't after quite that. call an Uber either. No, and it's right across from Basics, who I, people always recognize me. <laughs> like, and I'm like, and I've got vomit. And my beard, yeah, and I'm got shit in my pants, <laughs> and I I take my sweatshirt and wrap it around just in case the shit starts showing through. Right, my um, I was wearing like gray workout pants. Oh, that's right. Wait, yeah. yeah. Also, that's right. I just remembered you were wearing the workout pants. I was wearing so, gray sweatpants. Yeah, yeah light yeah, yeah. gray sweatpants. Yeah. And I was just like, Snug. oh, good. There's going to be a nice shitty brown stain. As I was <laughs> like, oh, is that Katya? Yeah. And I'm walking up the thing. You know, who I saw the other day on the street. Yeah, she had a uh, puke in her beard and shit, and it was very on brand, I guess. Um, <laughs> and so I shit in my fucking speedo. I'm walking up the hill, and I'm just like. I, I kind of had an okay attitude about it. Just like, you know, hey, listen, shit happens. Life's a mess. <laughs> Moving on. So I, I took a, another fucking shower, threw those goddamn Speedos out. And they were really, it was, they were my Francois Sagat Speedos. I was really upset about oh. that. Um, and uh, anyway, so then took another shower and then just kind of cooled it. But then, I'm, then I had, um, I suffered from diarrhea for like almost a week after that yeah i was a little alarmed actually yeah. when he told me first off that story yeah and uh then about how you continued to have stomach distress it, i hadn't been sick i never get sick i yeah. really don't and i've never had a i've never had gonorrhea so i've never had that um the medication for it sure. which now i i'm now i i know it's like uh i it's that's the that's, fire starter of yeah i mean that's like because it that was my sister was talking about says you know like a lot of those antibiotics they just they fucking clean you out yeah and they get it can really upset the the flora and fauna of your of your uh fecal environment of your digestive <laughs> environment so yeah you know even like taking probiotics on that bullshit it's like oh my gosh but um yeah, digestive maladies are no joke. No, they're not. That's they're one of the so worst inconvenient. things. Yeah, and also so inconvenient. when there's no, you can't even be like, oh, I'm not feeling well, so I'm going to wait. It's just, it happens. It just happens. You just shit your pants. 
shit the bed. Yeah. Now, oh, so then, now Courtney, of course, is like a naturopath. Yeah. She's got all these like um, eco-friendly, lemon-scented verbana like cleaning products. I literally just laid into it. I just sprayed and sprayed and sprayed. Like I, you know, it was like not like sprayed the bed. I sprayed the bed. There wasn't like shit, solid shit on the bed. It was all like in my. It was mostly on me and on yeah. the, the sheets. Yeah. But there was a nice little um, thing there, you're, so I just spray, spray, spray. Someone's getting a new mattress, is what you're saying. Yeah, but I'm still sleeping on it. <laughs> Isn't that so gross? It doesn't smell. It doesn't smell bad. And yeah. I actually had a friend over and he slept on it. Uh, well. You know, hey, but it's not like we're licking the mattress. No, I know that, yeah. and, and I'm sure you had a barrier between you and the mattress. Oh no, it's bare. I don't have any sheets. Are I'm you just kidding? No, I'm just kidding. I was like, what? That is vile. <laughs> it is vile. Could you imagine a grinder trick coming over, <laughs> and you have this bare shit stained stain mattress, yeah. and you're just like trying to put the moves on them? Uh, a yeah. bare mattress, anyway, but also a, a mattress, mattress stain. Stain is a very is, specific yeah. kind of thing. And I'm a I'm a big drooler, uh-huh. so all my pillow sheets get fucking stained. <laughs> like all the pillows I use that have yeah. those gross drool stains because I'm yeah. a heavy drooler. Uh-huh. I drool the house down. <laughs> I drool the house down. It's so gross. I'm a very gross person. Well, mm, I, I it wasn't like you you shat yourself and then didn't shower. Do you know what I mean? Or shat so, myself and then ate it. Well, of course. <laughs> I mean, thank God for that, right? Yeah. Squeeze the underwear oh, into my no, mouth. No, 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 no. So I'm gonna, this this episode might just be called Trigger Warning. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sifted through the detritus. <laughs> yeah. I made like a finger paint shit painting. <laughs> well, that's nice though. <laughs> yeah. You gonna auction it off for charity or just give it to Courtney as a little present? Well, Court. I think Courtney's Courtney is not phased by anything is courtney aware of what has happened she surely is okay. i told her and she laughed okay good. And i think she even told a story about it in her cabaret show in uh, england oh perfect day. um but yeah it's like always she's, making content yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah she is uh courtney is one of the best drag race alumna to be a friend with mm-hmm. she's so we got to get her on the damn show. Yeah, definitely. When's she back in town? Do you know? Uh, she's actually back in town uh, in June. Oh, great. She's coming back in town in June. I don't know if she's coming back. To, I think she's doing sh- shows and stuff. I'm sure she'll be very busy. Hopefully, she'll have some time. But she is so... Well, after you shit in her bed, I'm sure she would <laughs> make time for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's the least she can <laughs> of do. Of course, after that kind of legend uh, uh, but building. She's so... I mean, never mind the fact that she's impossibly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like impossibly beautiful yeah she's so smart she's so um she makes such an uh an effort to be aware of uh of everything and she educates herself she's um she's a she's an educator uh-huh. you know she won celebrity big brother she really schooled That's a bunch right. of folks you yeah know? she's just one of the most kindest present most present people you'd ever meet and in a is really warm and loving and also extremely fun very cool, I'm looking forward to uh, yeah. having Courtney on the she show. Has a, she has a one and a half inch penis. <laughs> and it, it doesn't even get hard. Really? That's fabulous. Yeah, yeah and that's it pokes great. out of her butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she also has a regular dick in front, too. Oh, okay. So yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. sort of the bonus That dick. one's nine inches long. And it's always hard. <laughs> she has to tape it up to oh, her abdomen. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Because well, she wears those short dresses. Yeah. <laughs> She has to have it taped up. Yeah, but. she tapes it up. That's why, you know, people use that tucking tape. No, she just tapes a cummerbund. Oh, yeah, a yeah, cummerbund. yeah. Cummerbund. Yeah, cummerbund. she has a big old cummerbund <laughs> hoisting that thing up. <laughs> Do you know that I love my penis? Well, that's a good thing. You should love your penis. <laughs> it's 
my body is de- I am I would describe myself as delightfully average. So do you sing you my bo- uh, your body's a wonderland to yourself cuz that's my body that a, would be gross. My body You're is a wonderhound. A wonderhound, okay. Yeah. A wunderkind? A wunder a wunderhind. Mm-hmm. Um my body is a is a trash can of <laughs> a trash can of love. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the trash can trash of love. Trash can of love. Shit in my mouth. <laughs> Stuff um, it up. Yeah. Well, I'm five nine, like one hundred and fifty five ish, and I have a um, a serviceable member. <laughs> it's not very large. It's not very small. It's uh, firmly entrenched in the middle to more than middle. Would it be what some people call now uh, what boyfriend penis or something? Boyfriend. Uh, size? I think so. Yeah, yeah, and it's a little bit on the. Th- it's a thicker. It's it's very it's proportionate to my body. It's yeah. not like well, that's helpful. Yes, yes, yes. It. I've um, I haven't had any complaints, that, but of course, you know, I mean, a lot of I'm not I'm not a size queen's uh, first choice. Of uh-huh. course, I don't have a giant King Kong dong, but <laughs> um, uh, or a horse wiener. Mm-hmm. Would you okay? How much money would it take for you to put an erect horse penis into your mouth? Those things are always, those questions are always funny to me because what would you do for X amount of money? I don't know because... Because they don't exist. They don't exist. And also it's just kind of, I don't know. It's, it's hard for me. It's vile and crass. It's vile and crass. Immature. Yeah. It's immature. Yeah. And also who's paying? Me. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. let's go off mic and, and I'm gonna, negotiate. <laughs> I'm going to pay with the Kickstarter money for my show. Oh, perfect then. Yeah. Okay. So I don't great. Think the, so the we'll, fans will not be, they won't be mad about that. No, they'll be fine about it because we can talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then charge the Patreon people for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll do specific questions about it strictly for the Patreon yeah, yeah. people. <laughs> we will do, yeah. We, uh, the Kickstarter of Patreon. How much money would it take? Oh, I'll only answer that on the Patreon <laughs> yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you that I'm doing very well today? And I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, you yeah. seem uh, to be doing well. And actually, let's talk about that because earlier this, uh, not earlier this weekend because it's not the weekend now, but this past weekend, uh, you came over and you just weren't feeling great. You just felt no, flat. flat. But I think it's a lot of it is um, <clears throat> if I don't, uh, if I don't do, if I don't have daily or near daily physical exercise. Yeah. Uh, my my brain and my body no likey that's interesting no likey yeah yeah I, that's something i've learned in like even um you know it's not exercise per se but the the physical um engagement engagement of performing sure is is it's very physical you know it's it's a short burst of anaerobic activity it's not like a full routine of course right. i'm not a fucking dancer but um but being um active active but also engaged in would you consider this sort of the same thing like us doing the show is that no that engagement no, you mean a physical i'm talking physical like okay. this is different like i if i did uh if we recorded all day long like eight hours a day yeah i would have to go do something still. sure like yeah. it's still it's 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 a it, my dad is like this too it's like we're movers mm-hmm. and it, we have to it's like a it's just a thing i don't know it's just it's so necessary i don't um like I, I stopped doing uh, yoga for a while. Like I, I used to do yoga five times a week mm-hmm. minimum. Yeah. Like usually six days a week, yeah. sometimes twice a day. Right. Back in Boston. And I was like, I don't think I could imagine one day without doing yoga. Mm-hmm. And then of course that day came and then sure. two days and then three days. And yeah. then it went like a year. Right. But then I was like, oh my God, this is nuts. Like I just, I don't exercise to get a hot body or anything like that. I just naturally have that. <laughs> no, but like it's for function. Yeah. 
and for like the physiology and also like, feeling good like you it just feels good yeah Craig, it's just like, ha, ha, yeah ha, ha, ha. Oh, <laughs> it just feels good i haven't played drums in a while but when i do play drums on a regular basis i feel better just in yes. general not that i feel bad now but i'm no. saying i just feel better well you look awful but thank just you very much yeah just kidding Greg, you're very sexy. Oh, boy, thank you. Very handsome, sexy. Ah, yes. Yeah. Um, That's why people are offering all, all that money to, yeah, to do strange things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, oh, yeah, in a, you know, moods come and go. Um, this is important to remember that they come and go. They come and go. They're like the weather. But it can be tricky to remember that when you're in the middle of a flat mood. Yes. Especially a, when yeah. they last more than one day. More than a day. Yeah. But, you know, I have, but for me... Um, it's, it's, it's so, it's strange because like, I'm in a weird place in my life. I'm also it's just West Hollywood. It's not that weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Jeez. But LA is pretty fucking weird. Mm. Um, thank but, God. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I've always been, you know, uh, yeah, things, sometimes it's just, sometimes things just are. Yeah, and sometimes things just aren't much of anything, and they're just yeah. kind of boring or just flat, and you're not feeling something's off with your yeah. day. The only thing that you can do is just like ride the day out, ride the day out, go to bed. Yeah, that's important. Actually, go to bed. what I do, like one thing for me is like, and this comes from like um, having to fucking stay sober. Yeah, is um, I just call people and ask how they're doing. That's, this is that's the a good move. This is the technique. Yeah. Um, this is what um my friend uh, uh back in Boston is like. When you don't feel good, call someone and ask how they are. Get out of your own. Get out of your own way. Yeah. And um, and connect. Connect with people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't suffer in silence, which I'm a big fan of. Sure. Um, and ask for help. Or, but but rather than ask for help, rather than like um, showing up wet on somebody's doorstep, which is totally fine. Yeah. Which is totally fine. You would say, as long hey, as it's not wet with diarrhea. Well, if you're wet with diarrhea. You can find me at 752 La Cienega Boulevard, <laughs> apartment number 20. I'll be waiting with an open mouth. Just kidding. Is that the real address? Because I'll have no, to believe that. that's okay, not good. the real address. Um, have fun, everyone, over at 752. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that is Ty and Daly's address. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, so, but yeah, in a, a problem shared is a problem cut in half. So, that's true. Yeah, and um, it's the... Now this is this goes back to something that I never that never seems intuitive, mm-hmm. but has always worked for me. What's that? When you need help, go help someone. That's a really good point. Isn't that part of what they say in certain programs about being of service? Yes, that's what it's called about okay. being of service. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's a larger. Um, uh, it's a. It doesn't have to about. It doesn't have to be about anything in particular. Like it's not just about you know sober stuff. It's like if you feel sad. Call, well, call right. a friend. No, that's, I just say, mean like that's. Sort oh yeah, yeah, of the yeah. Same, that's where it comes from. The yeah. principle of that. Yes. It no, but it's true. Yeah, go tend to someone else. Go, yeah. and it helps because also it gives you a little bit of perspective, and it also just takes you out of takes you out of your own way. It's kind of like if you're like really bummed out. One of the things that works for me if I'm feeling a lot of anxiety or stuff is to turn on some random 80s movie like yeah, there you go. one I always like to cite as an example is Legal Eagles. It's not a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's actually kind of shitty, but in a fun way. Yeah. And if you're uptight and you can't get to sleep or whatever, plug into some movie like that or like an average rom com. Yeah. And 
you'll get sucked into the plot of it and then you can forget about whatever you were fixated on yeah and then suddenly it's released yeah i like doing a handstand yeah literally turning the frown upside down there you go that's great get the blood um out of the, moving around yeah. yeah to get the blood out of the dick and in the head <laughs> um and then um uh going for a nice brisk walk walks do help they really do um wiggling the fingers also just making myself laugh if i can i'll put on a little jasmine masters there you go just as i thought trash (laughs) and um yeah it's any you know stuff like that um but uh sometimes uh there's uh you just gotta snap out of it yeah it's tough it's tough that's why and it's hard to remember that there's tools to help you with that even using that terminology sometimes seems a little too complex or uh, far away for people, but the tools meaning turn on a movie, read a book, just get out of the house, yeah. go somewhere, walk around, or call a friend. That's the easiest thing to do. I say I'm, I'm a big phone a friend. Yeah, big phone a friend. I got a hundred thousand fucking numbers in this goddamn phone. Right, like one with Nick with big beautiful ass. Nick, big gorgeous ass. <laughs> Actually, in my contacts list, I have um, uh, ch- under, if I look under Chaser. <laughs> I got a bunch of chasers. Yeah. And then um I got a I'm walking through I like I some of them are um some of them are really fucking funny. I got oh I got Michael Awesome, Joey Awesome and Eric Awesome. Wow, that's a good those, family. Yeah, those were all um Are those the Philadelphia Awesomes the, yeah, or are the those Philadelphia the Portugal Awesomes? awesomes. Okay. Yeah. And then I got Nick Big Gorgeous Ass. Mm-hmm. Um I got a lot of um uh oh I got Lady Bunyan. Lady Bunyan, and then oh, I got Mike California. Oh, Mike California, that narrows it down. Mike nicely. California and Mike Minnesota. Okay, and um, a lot of these like oh, and then I got um CL. That's for Craigslist. A whole bunch of CLs. Oh, interesting. Three Brian's, two Mikes, and one Richard. Um, yeah, a lot of uh, you know, and sometimes I'll just prank phone call somebody. Sure. I called this. Uh, I recently was like looking through my phone, and I. Uh, I dialed up this girl I used to work with like 15 years ago. She had no idea who I was, no. <laughs> but I, it, I just kept trying to describe myself. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't remember, but, and I was just, it was this funny, futile thing. Yeah. And I just wouldn't let her get off the phone. <laughs> she eventually recognized she ev- you or, re- I'm sorry, did she eventually remember you or no? No, she yeah. really did. How did you get off the call? And um, I was like, I live in LA now. And she's like, if you're, she's like, cool. It's just like, if you're ever in LA, just hit me up. She's like, okay. And she just got it. She <laughs> well, just it, it worked out for a friendly. Yeah, it was friendly. Yeah. It was friendly. I like talking to people. Yeah, yeah. I like Gavin. talking. It's you nice know, to like talk. talking. Yeah. Yeah. It's we're talking just check right in. now. Yeah, we're, we are talking right now. Yeah. Um, may I have a cigarette? Of course. Not now, though. I mean. This segment brought to you by Creep City, the first single and video from Jake Shear's self-titled debut solo album. City available on Spotify and Apple Music now. And Jake's album drops on August 10th, 2018. You can pre-order it now. The vinyl is a gorgeous package, and we all know how nice a gorgeous package can be. So act now and grab one for yourself. Get it today. 
Hey everybody, this is Craig. I'm just interrupting the show to let everyone know that we are on Twitter at Katya and Craig, as well as Instagram as Katya and Craig. We have an email address, whimsicallyvolatile at gmail.com. And please subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Thank you to everyone who's already left reviews. Thank you to everyone for all the lovely comments. And I uh, hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. You know what we should talk about? Your Deb talk. Oh, yeah. Um, so I did a Deb talk at DragCon. Um, your first public performance, right? Since you my, went on hiatus? Well, it was my first pubic performance. I'm sorry. You're right. Pubic performance. Forgive me for yeah. mischaracterizing it. Um, because the thing about, you know, the thing about, uh, I felt a little bit... Um, uh, self-conscious about perf- uh, about going there out of drag yeah but so i did i cut a hole in my jeans and and, and i had my pubic hair showing that's so what, that's was, what all the hubbub was, on twitter yeah was about. yeah you know and, and the kids love to get all uh twisted up about certain things and you know that's why you were in that special room i was in the special room they wanted me to do the thirty thousand seater yeah but i said you know listen guys um i'm feeling very vulnerable and very fragile. And they didn't have the jumbotron set up to no. accurately depict your yeah. pubic performance. Yeah, and it's if if there's like if there's not a lot of screens there in dazzlingly clear <laughs> HD video showing every bit of my broad expressive register. Yeah, I, I of walk. Course. Of course, I walk. That's how it is in the contract. You listen, you got to stick to the letter of the you law. You got to stick. You got to read the fine print. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So I was feeling a little. Um, squirrely about i did not have a written presentation sure because i don't like that yeah i don't like that i'm an more of a free form i'm a free form i'm a free i'm a fly by the seat of my pants kind of moment to moment extemporaneous as you're about to say yeah extemporaneous um i scrawled in lipstick reg bev will got it on a piece of cardboard and then threw it in the (laughs) trash and then went into the talk they were so nice though the world of wonder was so cool um, because DragCon is a, is a lot of stimulation. Sure. It's a lot of hubbub. It, there's a lot of moving parts to it. Yeah. It's a huge fucking endeavor. Right. And, um, typically, you know, in the past I would go in and, um, just fly, th- fly through, take an Uber in drag and then with my little flippy floppies on and then just fly through the crowd and go to my booth late Yeah, and, um, and, and have a whole, have hired a whole bunch of people who I did told not to do. Like I told, just figure it out, <laughs> just figure it out. And, and these poor girls at my merch mavens and Fina was like, um, a couple of years, they were just like, Oh my God, like <laughs> I am such a horror to work for. It's like, it's so bad. Um, I was just like, you, I'm just going to show up. Y'all figured out. Some call that delegating. Yes. Delegating, delegating. I'm not a very good delegator. I'm a good relegator though. <laughs> um, and, uh, an instigator. Sure. And a propagator. Mm-hmm. Um, so agitator, agitator. Yeah. Vindicator. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I wore a uh, man's clothes and I had a wig on my face though. Well, the beard. Well, I call it a wig. Okay, the facial wig. It's a facial wig. It was by uh, wigs by Vanity, um, lace fr- <laughs> lace wig. Uh, Very lace. naturalistic. It was extremely true to life. Yeah, yeah. They, they do they, good work. They l- listen. Vanity in Australia, when it comes to lace front beards and lace down beards, it was a full lace beard. I glued it on with Elmer's glue. And uh, she had even hand knotted some gray hairs in the front to make it look even that kind of that Chuck close realism. Uh-huh. It was pretty incredible. Um, it was a little scratchy, but it did not distract from my very riveting performance. Of course not. No. Um, so I went into the room and there was a podium and then they had put three um, large letters that said D.E.B. Mm-hmm. Um, that stands for Deb. Yes. Yeah, of course. And was um, it drag entertainment business? Drag entertainment business, dingleberries, um, entropy, boundaries, whatever you want to call it. And then 
Um, I think I talked about shitting myself and um, I went in there and I, I talked. Oh, you know what? They gave me one of those microphones that attached to the ear. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. And then a guy named Scott mic'd me up and he was very nice, mm. very nice man, very attractive man. And um, it's good to be put into a zone of comfort right before a giving zone, a talk, a zone of comfort. The thing about it was I was, um, I was calm. I went into the waiting room and, uh, it, there was nobody in there except a couple of people. It was really chill. I was very surprised I was main, I was able to maintain a level of chill. Um, I just kind of derpy, derpy, derped my way up to the room, went in there, started talking. The crowd was extremely respectful. Great. Extremely respectful. Yeah. And it wasn't like a comedy show. Right. It was a talk. talk. It was a talk. I was talking. Yeah. I was talking in English. And did you have any uh, trepidation about this because it was your first performance in a while? I did. I I stayed downtown at Amy's uh, the night before. Amy's from uh, Sugar Pill. I call it, it's Sugar Pill Makeup Company. I call it Booger Hill Takedown. (laughs) Um, Booger Hill Takedown Cosmetics. And um, and she uh, let me stay at her apartment and we wiggled over together. She was my assist aunt. Mm -hmm. Assist aunt. She helped me pass out some cards. Um, so I, I passed out some cards where they were able to write questions and for the last half hour or so, um, oh, they had a sign language interpreter there. Oh, okay. That yeah. was really fun. Yeah. I think they might've had two. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cool. It was like 300 people and they were all very attentive and respectful and engaged and listening. Yeah. And, um, I got a nice bit of, uh, feedback from my friend Jeff, uh, who is actually one of the editors on the uh, show. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he's a genius. Oh my God. I love him. It was good. I felt good about it, but I, I felt I, I went in there and I started talking and then I stopped talking and left the room. Okay. Did you not do the Q and A? I did the Q and A. You did the Q and A. I did the Q and A, collected the cards and then I read the questions and I answered them. I see. And there was a lot of them. So I just read some of them Mm -hmm. and then, um, and then I left the room. I had a bell and I sang a song. Can I can I share with you that song? Please, I think I would all enjoy that. Now, does that have a title? It's called Untitled Song Number One. So keep on the lookout for Untitled Song Number Two. But don't stop looking. Don't stop or don't start? <laughs> Either or both. <laughs> um, How did you feel when you left the room? I rang a bell. I brought a bell. To signal the end of the talk? Yes, in the song. And the song, okay. I ended with the song. You ended with the song and then ended with the song with the bell. Yes, so that they knew I was done. And then you just walked I had a the crab room. claw and a pug mask. Yeah. And I felt good. Good. Yeah. I remembered um, the principles that I learned in shul mm-hmm. about sound performance. I went out onto the stage and then I made sure three times that people could hear me. That, oh, okay. That my microphone was working. Yeah. It's always good to check. Yeah. And then I, I tried to stand up straight. I tried not to fidget with my hands too much. And I walked left and right. Um, I walked back and forth. To use the full expanse of the stage? Yeah. I, ladder- I did lateral movements. Sure. Yes. And then... 
I got off of the podium once. So when I walked in, I noticed that there was a podium and then I felt instantly very uncomfortable. Really? Yes. You made it look too official, feel too official? Well, I, I, I did the thing where a lot of times what happens when you're used to performing in a certain setting, like, okay, for example. Yeah. Um, so the transition from bars to theaters right. is a big one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when you're used to like, uh, performing on a milk crate that's like attached to a furnace <laughs> in the back of a Denny's yeah. near a dumpster. Sure. Um, and then you go on and then suddenly you're doing drag in a proscenium theater. It's a little bit daunting. Sure. And sometimes you feel like you're out of place or that you're unworthy. But um, I got on there and I, and I thought, um, well, these people are all here to see me and they want to hear me talk about whatever I have to talk about. So I talked what I had to talk about mm-hmm. and then that was it. I didn't say about 45,000 things that I wanted to say. That's always how it is, though. Yeah, that's always how it is. But I, I made very few mistakes with my language, and that was good. And um, yeah, I just, I, I it was like a non-event. Like, I, I felt like I went in there, and I did it, and then I left. But it, it was um, it was tough to see all the girls, because um, previously at DragCon, I just love it. Like, it it was hard work, but I, I don't think of it as work. Sure. Well, it's because you love doing it. Right. Like, I don't, I don't think of it as work. I think of it as like juice. Sure. There's a lot of juice there. And we just yeah. like suck the juice. Yeah. And, and then spit it back out or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, gargle and flush. Gar- however you want to gargle and flush and yeah. spray. <laughs> the good old gargle, flush and spray. Um, but I don't think about, I've never thought about drugs like, derpy, derpy, derp. Here I go. I'm going to punch my card in. Yeah. And then I'm going to do my job and then I'm going to punch my card and then I'm going to leave. Yeah. That I don't like at all. So, with this though, did you not like leaving shortly afterwards? Or well, I just feel like I didn't really have a point to be there. Um, well, you did. People well, wanted well, to no, see. No, no, no. Yeah, I did. I did that part that I was. I I showed up on time. I showed up early. You always do, usually. Yeah, I try to. Um, I punctuality is important to me, just because, especially with the the talks, because people yeah. are waiting, right? And then they can, you know, they're waiting in line, and then it's got to start on time. It's a tight yeah. ship that they it, the dragcon panels. Or a tot shoop, um, as they it's, say. It's a tot shoop. It's a very tot shoop there. But I, I laughed and I, I, I watched a little bit from the the green room. You can see everything through a glass window, and you kind of see all the all the girls and like. I saw Trixie set up. It looked incredible. She had a, a whole drag, um, like drag camp. Okay. It was like a welcome to camp at DragCon, and she sure. looked like a, a Girl Scout. Mm-hmm. It was really cute. And um, I didn't see the winners walk or anything, but um, then I just, I, I just bolted. I just bolted for the back because um, I just didn't want to, I, I couldn't, it's not that I couldn't meet or wouldn't meet, I just could, couldn't do it. You just weren't in the space to. I wasn't in the space to You're do it. You're still pretty fresh from the break. Yeah. And it just wasn't the right time. It wasn't, a, it wasn't appropriate. You know what I yeah. mean? It wasn't appropriate. Another like, time, sure. But yeah. this was about as much as you could do yeah. for now or wanted to do. Yeah. And it was, it was, I felt like it was nice to do a little, I had a little bit residual weirdness a couple of days later where I was like, was that right to do whatever? It, but it didn't matter. You know what I right. mean? It doesn't really matter. You just show up and do what you do. And it's, it's not, there's plenty of Queens there. It's no, you know, it's, it's not, um, it doesn't matter. People are so, they're, they're like, it's a good vibe city there. Yeah. And Tyra didn't blow up the place, which is really nice. That is nice. It yeah. Is, yeah. 
I was like, you know, at some point though, like my nihilistic, I just like, oh God, please, Jesus, just take the wheel, blow us all up, just blow the world up. Um, but there's an interesting thing in there where, you, you know, you, I'm sure had a little bit of uh, anticipatory worry. Yeah, there was a little bit for sure. Then yeah. I was, um, because, and I, and I, I prepared in my head for a long, long time. Yeah. Like it, for, I had lots of things I wanted to talk about. Um, but it's what you do though performing yeah right exactly i liked i it was really good to it was nice to relate to people in a different mode right um because it wasn't quite um i almost felt like at the during it i was like is this stand-up no is this a monologue no is this a ted talk not really um <laughs> but that's what i like i that's the thing that i love to the thing that i'm interests me the most is things that aren't supposed to be things right they're just what they are they're just what they are right exactly yeah. like um you know uh like that's why i like about quote-unquote performance art mm-hmm. is that it's uncategorizable yeah you know what i mean like it just is what it is it is what it is it's, it doesn't like it doesn't uh, it's like a dance mm-hmm. like it, you know if a dance is a dance and then theater is theater yeah and then movie is movie right but that's but it's something that's not that yeah anyways so but then i i booked it out of DragCon and it was interesting i i've never um i've never done that before where i've i've been out of character as myself as a person and not in drag in a drag space where i just i didn't look at anybody really i just kind of booked it because i wasn't there to do drag right you know and i wasn't there to really meet anybody not that you don't want to but it's more you're still fresh from the whole thing that happened yeah. at the top of the year. Yeah. So, you know, you're putting your toe back in the water. You're yeah. gently readjusting and reacclimating to yeah. everything. Yeah. And it was a lot. Like it was, it was a lot to do. It's, yeah. It was a, a lot of stimulation. And you kind of just, I had to just put my blinders on and go and hit the door. Um, I like being in drag, like the barefoot wild one where, like, yeah. I don't have to be, the, I don't like to be the, I like to be the anti diva. Sure. You know what I mean? Where I'm just like, blah, just like <laughs> barreling through with the, with everybody, like, yeah. no secret entrance or like, right. darling, I need to be ushered back by security. Yeah. Um, Build me a tunnel to walk through. Yeah. Although at Drag World UK, the previous year, they had a lot of security guards there because those kids got wild. Oh, yeah. yes, they did. And um, I had security, uh, three security guards, um, because I think I got gently mobbed. Okay. Gently mobbed. Lovingly mobbed. Lovingly mobbed. Okay. When I was like, because you have to run. <laughs> like you have to run. Beatles and style. People, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yes. And I had to run from like one, like a from the back room to the panel to the yeah. thing to the, and then there's a whole thing. That, you know, they kids got wild. They got wild and woolly. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember uh, where I was going from the back to like a, to my signing. And I, I, I asked the security guards if they could carry me mm-hmm. and like dramatically. Yeah. Also my feet hurt. Sure. Cause I was in heels and, um, and they did. And I, and I was being a dramatic, I was being a dramatic woman. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh. And then, but then there was like, somebody went online and said that I got, broke my foot being trampled by a mob. Wow. And I did not dispel the rumor. Well, that's right. That's like when Alice Cooper. That's funny. In though. 1969 played the Toronto Peace Festival oh God. because his manager arranged the whole thing and put on the whole show and he didn't take a fee. He said, but here's the thing. My act, Alice Cooper, who was kind of unknown at that time, has to go on right before John Lennon. There was like chickens around yeah. near this thing. So Chef Gordon, the manager, there's a great documentary on him called Supermensch that Mike Myers made. Mm-hmm. Chef Gordon's a really amazing character. Uh, and in addition to 
shepherding, no pun intended, yeah. <laughs> uh, Alice Cooper to fame. He also is the one responsible for Anne Murray. And then he managed Teddy Pendergrass and uh, Luther Vandross. And Bob Vila. Bob Vila, no, they, I think they tried to work something out. Okay. But it, however, though, Chef Gordon is the guy behind Celebrity Chefs in general. He's the guy behind Emeril. He's what, basically really? the architect of the whole Celebrity Chef culture. What about Guy Fieri? Uh, no, he's Thank not. I, I don't okay, think he has okay. any direct responsibility for him. <laughs> But uh, and more about Shep another time. But Shep threw this chicken on stage, and Alice, thinking that the bird could fly, not knowing that it was a flightless bird, right, threw it into the audience. And the audience ripped it to pieces and started throwing the bloody pieces back on stage. Then At the, the peace concert, yeah, yeah. And then I think it was the Toronto Peace Fest, whatever it was. It was a big festival in Toronto, and then the legend hit the papers that Alice Cooper ripped up a chicken live on stage. Wow. Frank Zappa called him and said, did you do that? Did you rip up the, and he said, no. And Zappa said, don't tell anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Just roll with it. Yeah. 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 That's funny. By the way, I'm going to correct you. Okay. It's Toronto. Oh, Toronto. It's Toronto. Toronto. No T. The second T is silent. The second T is silent. Soft T. Silent. Silent. I see. Well, thank you for the uh, correction. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you. <laughs> Isn't that fabulous? Isn't that fabulous? So overall, though, you were happy that you did the Deb Talk. I, I did it. No, you're happy that you did it. I'm pleased that I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Feel proud about it? No. How come? I don't like pride. No, feeling proud about something is, is well, pride is a tricky thing. So being prideful is one thing, but feeling good about yourself for doing something is good. I, I wanted to do a thing and then I did it. Yeah. So do you feel good about that? Did you feel good about it? I feel accomplished. That's what I'm saying. It's essentially the Why same thing. Why are you thing. arguing with me? <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. I'm trying here. Craig, it's like pulling teeth. I'm just trying to get you to pay me a compliment. I felt very proud of that performance, but you just brutally uh-huh, rebuffed uh-huh. me. Gotcha. <laughs> now you see you revealed that you did feel proud. And now I you're trying to reject the idea. I did not reveal a damn thing. It's a trap. You've entrapped me once again. Yes. That's what we do here. And now you've revealed... I've also undone my dungarees and I am diddling my wingle on the couch. Well, it's a good thing we have a modesty screen between us because I cannot see that. So The modesty scrim has been put up, but there's been a glory hole cut out in it. Well, as long as there's no stains on the modesty scrim. My member is peeking through and it is glaring lasciviously at Mr. McNeil. Oh, that's what that thing is. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Please, please do. <laughs> Katya, what is it? <laughs> I have. Yes. <laughs> what do you have? I have a songbird voice. No, I have. Um, I have been inserting things into my anal opening. Oh, good. Yeah, we didn't want to get too far off the oh! general topic. Oh my god. Yes, sorry right. for the sorry for the scream, listeners. I hope you're not. Um, uh, doing a house of cards activity at home. Um, but uh, oh, didn't startle so you. My glass Daldo. Yes, my glass Daldo that I purchased at Shishi Larue's that has been very good to me. <laughs> so after during this period of intestinal drama, yeah, I, which by the way was surrounding your Deb talk. It, indeed, it was. Yes, indeed, it was. Um, uh, I I I took the I decided to give myself a little bit of plaisir mm-hmm. and um do my little tantric technique or whatever. And I inserted the glass daldo into my, my hiney hole. Yeah. And then I went, I finished my, my erotic business. Yes. I, I, 
adjourned to the bathroom and I, uh, I took it out of my butt and immediately dropped it and it shattered broken glass in bits of shit because I had not, of course, done the dush. Oh, dear Lord. (laughs) So, Courtney, if you're listening, you might just want to put that apartment on the market. Uh, I have literally fucked her shit up <laughs> there and there were i had to comb i'm picking up glass bits yeah of that are sharp and, and flecked shitty. with shitty sharp and shitty, <laughs> shitty. <laughs> the title of my new memoir <laughs> sharp and shitty the the ongoing travails of the innumerable and incomparable captures amelichur curve yeah it was so <laughs> nasty. And I was like, and, and you should have seen my face. I was like, I the way that I react to, to these kind of little snafus now, I'm just like, derp. <laughs> oh, well. I, oh, well. Yeah. It's really, it's literally like, I like, I can't I, cry over I, shitty sharp glass. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and I, I, I took some tissues, yeah. some Kleenex tissues, mm-hmm. and I just picked up the, 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 Chunky shitty shards, <laughs> shitty shards, <laughs> the shitty shards, and I place them very gingerly into um, the shower, <laughs> <laughs> into the the waste basket, and I and I I made and there was of course it really ricocheted. I mean this thing hit the it hit the tile hard. Oh yeah, it, it kind of like because the luby fingers oh, and the luby, the luby fingers glass. will always get you. Yeah. <laughs> Luby fingers and glass can be dangerous, yeah. so remember that, folks. Ooh, if you have hardwood <laughs> floors, you might want to find another material dildo to yes. you, uh, finesse with. But then I noticed they went into the rug as well, so oh, I had great. to really investigate. I had to really get in the ground floor. Have you floor. vacuumed? I, you know what? I haven't. <laughs> and, um, well, the, I'll tell you what. Courtney's roommate had, very, when he left for six months, he had, he had very politely given me the number of a cleaning lady because <laughs> well, he knew that I'm he rotted. Knew, he knew that at some point. I am rotted. And he is so clean. Yeah. And he is so respectful. Anyways, I went to bed that night and I'm like, you know, I should probably give it a once over again because I'm going to get up in the middle of the night and then step on a piece of shitty shard and then get a fucking a massive infection. Exactly. With my yeah. own shit. <laughs> and by the way, it was um, it was like the the weird amorphous diarrhea shit yeah, kind of thing where yeah. it was like yellow. I'm amazed that you even went into that playground given the I situation. Know, I know. I was. It was very daring. It was very daring and brash. <laughs> um, you can say that again. <laughs> But listen, a girl's got to have her. Um, she's got to have, have it. Yeah, she's got to have her her kittles and bits. <laughs> ooh, ooh. I was concerned about whether I could even go into that playground and achieve any kind of eroticism. Mm-hmm. But sure enough, it was there. It was a very um, whether there be rain or snow or yeah, <laughs> you're like the mailman. <laughs> <laughs> the postman always comes twice. <laughs> oh my god! But you know, listen, hey, hi, <laughs> hey, hi, there. hello, how are you? Yeah, yeah. Hello, hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> I really like the way you say that. <laughs> hello, hello. Are you hello? playing? But I think you're playing. Well, I'm not going to play. Give your dick to me, but I think it's time for another Barbara Marquez. Yeah, we're song. straight out of hot box. Straight. Let's get another track. Let's get it. Hot let's box. get into this gig. And uh, let me just pull it up. It'll take a moment. Just a moment. Just a moment. If in the meantime, if the listeners at home, uh, I wish you would be pleased uh, to know. It'll be right. That I would be hard right here. And I, I wish you to know very many moments of happiness. Oh, of course, yes. Wait a minute. So. And you didn't know how to do it. Yeah, so for that. 
Well, that's not working. Oh, Let good. Me, uh, I have another way of, of pulling it up. One sec. Can you pull it up? <laughs> pull up to the fat crack? <laughs> can you pull it? Can you pull my pants up for me? <laughs> mm, that's a tricky one. Can well, you're you? behind that modesty scrim, so I'm going to have to reach around ooh, and uh, see what, what, can be, what can be done. So it's loading. The track Craig, is loading. you will not put your fingers on my dingling. No, I, I will not. You're very correct in that. Yeah. You're very correct in that. That's certainly not. Well, you know what? While we're waiting for this to lobe. Yeah. To lobe. To uh, lobe. What to is your lobe. What is your lube of choice? Oh, well, I'm currently enjoying, um, actually, I've, I've burned through Courtney's lube, which, <laughs> which is, which is. Uh, oh, it's all the, the natural sw- stuff. The, the sw- no, it's the, it's just a good old water-soluble Swiss Navy. Okay. And now I've 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 used my lube, which is a wet platinum silicone. Interesting. So is that your favorite? Um, I do prefer. I love gun oil. Gun oil. So we see that at the smoke shop all the time. Oh yeah, there's a fabulous smoke shop down the street. Smoke for less from here. Smoke for less. It's great, and they have a huge fridge of poppers on the sales floor. Yep. They have a bunch of naughty pipes that I didn't realize they were for. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh hi Craig, have you have you ever seen a meth pipe before? And it hadn't occurred to me that that's what was in the They're display case. They're straight up meth pipes. Because those can be sold as, as pot pipes or whatever, right? I mean, I have no idea what kind of what kind of person is going to use a glass tube. With a bell end with a, on it. With a, yeah. a bubble pipe. They're called bubble pipes. The bubble pipes. pipes. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're literally only for smoking. I mean, right. I don't know what the else. Well, when you pointed it out to me, I immediately flashed to some, I don't know, crime film or something where someone's smoking meth yeah. out of that little bubble pipe. Yeah, and I yeah. thought, that's like oh, all you do it for. It's like really, it's crazy. But they got good prices on cigarettes, so they uh, got great prices. And the service can't be that that nice lady behind she's the a counter. Real nice lady. She's always so nice to me. She gives me free lotto tickets, and she pats my bum and says, "Have a nice day, you fucking douchebag motherfucker." <laughs> but she does it with love. She does it, and she fingered me once. Really? Nope. I didn't think so. Okay. So let's see what we have here. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been fingered by a ghost from hell? Uh, not that I recall. Okay. Oh, this is the original version of. Uh, oh. Oh, wow. You've never heard this. No. It's alright to fuck all night. It sure is. And it's okay to suck all day. Do it all the time. Remarkably different. I love this one. I'll give you the whole album. Do I offend? Do I shock? Tell me, boys, don't you all have a cock? And if you do, call Plaza 444. And you girls, don't you get the urgent? Tell me, girls, are you all a virgin? Don't lie now. La, 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 I'll tell you all this fucking sucking, folks. La 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 la
This is a decidedly lovely kind of down-tempo treat. It's time we stop all this Puritan jive. Stop it. Because they are dead. Mm -hmm. And we are alive. Yeah, it's alright to fuck all night. And it's okay to suck all day. La 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 la. I'm just a lonely housewife. La 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 la. Did you come? Spirited whores, Sam. It's okay. She won. She won. She did it. She did that damn thing. She did that whole thing. So, oh wait, wait. Something I yeah. wanted to talk about. Um, yeah. <clears throat> One of my, the highlight actually from DragCon for me was I went out to the, I scurried out to the back mm-hmm. and whom did I see out there smoking? Hmm. Delta Work. Ah. And I have not had very many moments of opportunity yeah. to chat with Miss Work, uh, but I did such a thing. And she was so fun to talk to. Oh, great. We'll have we, to have her on the show. I would love to have her on the show. And actually, I asked her to be on the show and mm-hmm. she said she'd like to be on the show. Oh, good. Um, because she's, um, currently embroiled backstage of rupaul's drag race now um and she and raven are doing uh rue's hair and makeup oh how great yeah and it's a huge thing sure yeah especially with the move to vh1 i talked to her a little bit about that and um you know we're just sort of commiserating and conglomerating and communing about um you know the art and science yeah kibitzing talking about drag what it's become and like and talking about la and talking about la people and and the whole all this kind of like drama conflama shetranigans uh madness chaos confusion and um and she is has such a she's such a deadpan dry sense of humor that i love and she's also a little bit older you know Mm -hmm. she's i think she's like 42 and um and her mug is beautiful and i just love anytime i see a drag queen sitting down smoking that is just like I just go right towards them, <laughs> yeah. and um, it was nice to be able to kind of talk to her as a real person, sure. and not be like wild and out just for the sake of it. You uh-huh. know, it's just really fun to talk to, and she's really cool. Um, so yeah, we have to have her on the show. Sounds good. And um, I just realized I um I sharded blood. Oh, you did right now. You did well. You did it in a very quiet, discreet fashion. So I have to thank you for that. Well, I prefer to suffer in silence. Well, yes, yeah. <laughs> but you know, if you're going to do it on the show, you might as well. Should I put the microphone up my ass? Maybe near it, not quite. Up it, okay. just near it, near it. So there's no stains, so there's no lingering smell because then someone has to put it up to their face at a certain time. 
at a certain time. Yeah, or maybe we'll make your microphone a special microphone. Yeah, we'll put a little bit of red tape on it. That's right. We'll put a little That's red right. tape on it. I was also uh, looking at um those um alien projectiles that um they're kind of like alien wieners that you can stick up your orifice. Okay. And they um they you can squeeze in alien eggs into your um <laughs> your pooty tang or your bum hole. Yeah, well, that's interesting. So, but you'd have to ha- be in ownership of those alien eggs, right? Because aren't those the ones that uh, you can fill it with any liquid? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. But I was I was looking at the the manufacturers, and they were explaining that they're um, they're popular with the women and the men folks. Oh, sure. And some of those alien eggs, they're they're quite large. <laughs> they're very large. Yeah. Well, and, some people are into that. Yeah, some people have um, expanded their uh, anal opening to a very prodigious cavernous cavernous uh spelunkering <laughs> capability <laughs> yeah the that um stalagmites and stalactites have um have now formed in that vast morass morass oh morass there you go is morass a word it is a word what does it mean let's look it up okay i'm gonna beat you to it is that a challenge yeah i'll get it though oh an area <laughs> This is not right. An area of muddy (laughs) Muddy or or boggy boggy ground. ground. A quagmire, swamp bog, marsh, muskeg, mire, marshland, wetland, slough, or moor. How's this one, though? The second definition. A complicated or confused situation. Well, Well, when you've deposited many large alien eggs of gelatinous uh, texture texture into your um, morass. To morass. You got a morass on your hand. (laughs) Do you love love? Oh, sure. You do? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. And I like love, too. Good. Um, I wish to go home. Well, you can't. Okay. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> Should I just take my clothes off? Well, well you can I go have home. A, I, have an, <laughs> I have an idea. Okay, what's your idea? Um, my idea is for me to be um, taped, uh, duct taped to the, the ceiling. You sure. Gaffer taped. Gaffer think, taped yeah. to the ceiling. Gentler on the surfaces. Or actually, will you gaff tape me to um, your bedroom door? Uh, we'll see. We'll see about that. <laughs> what, what, then, what's the next step in the process? What is the next part and then of I will, story? I will not look or listen to anything going on, but I will serve as a human alarm clock. Oh, get up. Time to get up. <laughs> it's time to get up. Yeah. And then I can gently encourage you or politely yeah. request that you perform certain activities such as, Craig, <laughs> have you taken a shower yet today? So like Darn. a reminder alarm clock. Yes, but a human form. That's an interesting, to the door. Interesting concept. I'll have to think about that. My feeling is that I won't go for it, but <laughs> I'll at least think it the over. The only thing you have to do is take care of me totally. Oh, that's all? <laughs> okay. You only have to, you'll have to insert a catheter <laughs> in, um, in, a, in, a, in a feed. Well, you could put a feed bag up top. Yeah. You could load it with veggies and sure. stuff. <laughs> and then I could just kind of chew on it. Yeah. And then you'd have to take care of my poop and pee. Well, and also have to good. tend to my sores oh well that's all just that <laughs> and rotate my limbs oh okay and reattach me every day and also mm. take me out for walks and activities <laughs> well now that you put it like that that's a little if less, anybody uh, at home is in the market for a human alarm clock i am that person well and on that note we're gonna leave you with a little bit of uh, a terrific song written by bernard edwards and nile rogers for norma jean one of the singers from chic she did a solo record shortly after this early success of chic and it is from her album called Norma Jean, and the song is called I Like Love. So, oh, I love love. It's a great song. And on that note, we bid you adieu. Bye. Bye.
Love, love, like it, love it, live it. Ah. Yeah.